This is the Nosework Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the Two Dudes in a Ness, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. Hey, Justin. There we go. There that we go. Better. That did feel a lot better. And you know what? We're going to talk about Widget tonight on the Two Dudes and Ass podcast. And I might right. even do a little bit of editing uh-huh. and get rid of that other piece. And nobody will ever know we started over. Except for now we've announced that we just started over. But Alluded to it. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Um, don't edit it. Don't edit it. Okay. All right. Um, I have a theory about Widget. First of all, did you ever watch Widget? No. I'd never heard about Widget until just now. I didn't even. I didn't even realize it it was a television show cartoon until we started talking about this. But I think Widget is a uh, knockoff from Captain Planet? From. Well, it's that too. But it, look up the character Figment at Disney World. Figment? Okay, look up Figment. Yeah. Okay, I will look up Figment. So we've got Figment and Widget, and both are purple alien-like creatures. I think that uh, Figment is a knockoff of both Figment from Disney World and um, Captain Planet. Is Figment a Disney World only kind of thing? You have to go to Disney World to see Figment? Yeah, he's the mascot of imagination. Well, Figment's a dragon. He's straight yeah, up, but he's, he's a straight up dragon. Figment, Widget, they're sa- the names sound alike. Okay, all right. Well, we might as well just throw Barney in the mix, too, as long as we're doing it. If you want to say all purple Barney dragons are like the Widget. same. Maybe Barney's a dinosaur. What is it? Widget's an alien, though, right? Yeah, Widget's an alien. From, like, the horsehair galaxy or something. <laughs> the what? So, the horsehair yeah. galaxy? Yeah, I don't know. It's, he's from, like, the the horse something. I the don't horse know. nebula? Some maybe? kind of gap. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Isn't that real, though? I think uh, that's real. What's that? I think that's a real place. It probably is. That's okay. It's still a lame. A horse head nebula. Yeah. So wait. Actually, so you... Widget kind of looks like. Actually, Widget kind of looks like a character from Space Jam. Yeah. One of the Monstars. Be. Before they turn into Monstars. I'm sure we'll get into this in history a little bit. Uh, but when did Widget start? I feel like he's before all this stuff, isn't he? Uh, 1990. Okay. So he's before the Monstars, at least. Oh yeah. Definitely. About probably about five years. I think probably Space Jam came out ninety four, ninety five. Um here's the question. When did Captain Planet come out? Oh, I think it was in the late eighties. You think Captain Planet's but ahead of that? Yeah, I think Captain Planet came out before Widget. 
Mm. Did you ever watch Captain Planet? Uh, I was a pretty big Captain Planet fan. And I think we'll get to oh talk. Oh my gosh. Did you find something? This is this is this is uncanny. Okay. Captain Planet and the Planeteers premiered 14 days before Widget appeared. Oh, it's kind of like one of those volcano what's the name of those two movies, Volcano and Inferno or something like that. Mhm. Came out like yeah, exactly at the same time. Yeah. So uh Captain Planet came out September September 15th, 1990, uh, and Widget came out September 29th, 1990. Saving the planet was just in the uh, subconscious of America. How about that? It was in the ether. Yeah. It was in the ether. Do we have anybody saving the planet nowadays? I don't know. Maybe Daniel Newton, since this was his Patreon pick? No. Uh, no. I don't He's know. He's a real environmentalist, maybe? Could be. No, I don't know. I don't know if there's any cartoons people say in the planet. I don't really watch cartoons anymore. You should know. You've got kids. Um, I haven't seen anything about saving the planet. Now, they do watch this show called Octonauts that is about teaching, about uh, teaching like car- creatures from the sea. Now, maybe okay. that's a little similar. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Well, Good pod. well, maybe yeah, maybe we should just uh, talk about uh, Widget instead. Uh, I do, uh, although I do have a nice, uh, I do have a nice tangent for later, uh, or we can do it now. Mm. Might as well save it for later, maybe for after the break. Yeah. But I think uh, it, you know, occasionally we like to talk about like health and fitness and things, and I got uh, not anything revolutionary to talk about, but uh, I just feel like it's been a while, and we got it's time to catch up. I'm having some okay. weird things going on with my gut. So oh, boy. Yeah. That's good gut talk. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've been listening... So I've listened to a couple Page of interesting episodes. <laughs> I've listened to a couple interesting episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast here lately. Uh-huh. I listened to one episode where James Hetfield was on it. Okay, and this he was on it like two years ago. Like back when Hardware, Hardwired just come out. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I just like came across the video on YouTube, so I watched it, and and then I also listened to the most recent, uh, well, I don't think it's the most recent now, but one of the recent Joe Rogan podcasts uh, where he had Maynard James Keenan on it, and I'm I'm listening to both of these podcasts, and it's like he's got these just you know titans of music, you know, you know big band names, and they don't talk about music like at all in yeah. any one of them. I noticed. I, I did like, listen talk, to the Maynard James Keenan one. I, I did notice that he talked about wine a lot. Talked about much wine, everything, everything about, about food. Music. Yeah, and then James Hetfield. They talked about bees for a long time. They talked about bees. James Hetfield's apparently a beekeeper, which is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was just funny because it was like two podcasts about two, you know, big name musicians. Neither one of them really talked about it. Hey, you've heard. Uh... Breaking news! You've heard Tools stuffs coming to streaming finally. I know he announced it on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I mean, you know, I called it too. Like about a about a month ago, I said uh, when they drop this new album, they're also going to release all their past catalog on streaming services, guaranteed. 
I, I'm glad they're doing it, but in the other the other way, I've already got it uploaded to my iTunes, so it's like it's not really going to affect anything for me. Yeah, it really doesn't do anything for me I, either. But I am looking forward to the new album. I mean, it's only been 13 years since they had an album, so um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it will be good for the people who uh, use like Spotify or something because you can't upload your own music to that. Yeah, that's true. So, anyways, yeah, that's a conversation for another day. Apple Music versus Spotify. It, that's something it, we could really it was, uh, dig into. It was kind of funny on the Joe Rogan podcast when he was announcing that that they were coming to streaming on the podcast, and he was like, "They're coming to Napster." <laughs> <laughs> And, and Joe Rogan said, well, last I heard, Tool's been on Napster for 20 years. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that was pretty fun. All right. Do you want to talk about the, what we are supposed to talk about on this podcast? I would love to talk about this game a little bit. All right. Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. He just, he does so good at those little amounts. It's perfect. It's, it's, it's really perfect. Um, so Widget, trademark, a game brought to you, published by Atlas and developed by a company called Graphic Research. Um, so Widget was a video game, obviously, that was released uh, based on the cartoon series Widget the World Watcher about the purple alien widget who uh, tries to save earth and the game pretty much follows a similar kind of um uh um t- or storyline uh you play against five levels and you know try to save earth from all these people who are trying to do bad things from them uh released in north america in 1992 and actually had a follow-up a sequel that came out for the snes just in 1993, so it's like they almost like had the sequel designed and ready to go when the first one came out. Yeah, could be. Um, not a whole lot out there on this game as far as the history and stuff. Um, I don't know that it was a big hit, uh, but it did come out right around Christmas time in November 1992, so all the widget lovers could get this game for Christmas. Um, and of course, widget was created by the game or by the uh, uh, American television producer, Peter Keefe, who was uh, best known for Voltron. Oh. Defender of the universe. Okay. That's something. Also don't know what, also don't know what Voltron was. You don't know what Voltron is? He didn't have much. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure I do either, actually. Now that now that we're putting us on the spot, I'm not. We just okay. All nerd cred just went out the window because I don't actually know what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, But apparently, Peter Keefe was known for his distinctive mustache and cowboy boots. (laughs) I like him already. I do too. I like this guy. But he's dead. But he's dead. Died at 57. Ooh, that's young. Uh, It's kind of sad. Throat cancer. Ah, uh, was Thanks. he was he the quintessential Marlboro man with the cowboy boots, cowboy hat, and smokes? Maybe, maybe it was throat cancer makes me think dipping too, you know. Oh, that's true. Or, 
Yeah. Mm, or HPV. Don't want to go there. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, let's see. What else? There's not uh, a lot of history. Yeah, that's yeah. Not a lot of history about this game. So, um, yeah, P- Peter Keefe died. There you go. It's done. <laughs> that's great. Some good history. <laughs> ending in, ending on a good note here, right? Yeah, they made a game um, about, about a TV you? show that some guy made, but he's dead now. So. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, you know, uh, you just told me that you've never, never heard about Witcher before. You talked about this podcast, but did you have this game when you were a kid? <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for the thrill of eight bit discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. Funny you should ask that question. Uh, so let me tell you a little story. Uh, I was recycling. I had some plastic bottles mm-hmm. that I was taking to the curb. Uh, when all of a sudden, a little purple guy walked up and said, Good job, sir. I uh, appreciate. Uh, he didn't say appreciate. He said appreciate. He said, I appreciate what you're doing there. And I said, mm-hmm. screw you, purple dude. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for the environment. And so he said, you know what? I was going to give you this video game, uh, but I'm going to give it to you by ripping the label off first. And then I'm going to give it to you. So you're not even going to know what game it is. <laughs> and I said, touche, little purple man, touche. Uh, so then I, I put it, you know, I didn't put it in. I just kind of put it on the shelf and until we decided to talk about this game. And, and lo and behold, it was, it was a cartridge of widget. Uh, no label, but uh, you know, turns out I, I just happened had, to know. I just happened to stick it in. I thought, you know what? I'll stick this. It was a little purple dude, kind of looked like a widgety kind of guy. Uh, surely, mm-hmm. maybe he just gave me a copy of his own game. So there we go. That's I, how I got the widget cartridge. I also feel like widget is a lazy name for a cartoon character. Really, widget. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to me. Maybe he he turns into a bunch of things, so he's, it's kind of like he turns into a bunch of widgets. I guess that's true. I don't know. I'm kind of pulling at yeah. straws, much like my story uh, about the quest to find the cart. <laughs> <laughs> pulling at the straws there. Oh man, pulling at the straws. Yeah, drawing so, straws. You mean? Mm, no, maybe pulling them. Pulling, I'm pulling. <laughs> I don't care what the saying <laughs> is. I'm pulling them. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we should probably just talk about the game then, because I truthfully know I do not have this game, and I never have had this game. Uh, I'd never, I'd really, I truly had never heard about it until we went to cover the game tonight or this past week or whatever. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know the cartoon existed for some reason. It doesn't even, like, it, I looked up the cartoon online and, and stuff and none of it makes it like it doesn't ring any bells for me at all so apparently i just totally it riffed rings, it yeah it rings no bells for me like what was widget on uh, what channel or you know what uh who was the the network that produced it, it wasn't disney obviously yeah was it like, i don't it, know probably, probably like a hanna-barbera or something right yeah yeah um 
Voltron creator Peter and Voltron's apparently very popular. I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, it was directed by Tom Burton. I guess maybe that's Tim Burton's like lesser known brother. <laughs> Could be. So, hmm. so widget. It was the original network was USA. Network. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. I never watched you. Really, it sure does. <laughs> no, no. I the only thing I remember watching on USA Network was like, didn't they like show like baseball games sometimes? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, weren't weren't they like um, played a lot? Of, maybe they played a lot of Braves games or something. No, because that would have been Turner. Turner, right? Maybe USA was owned by Turner. Uh, that could be. I don't know. I feel like maybe I watched I'm Unsolved. I'm straws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, now, I'm also wondering, though, did USA Network, I think they showed a lot of Unsolved Mysteries. Because I feel like I watched maybe. Unsolved Mysteries on there. Oh, I know what maybe. they showed a lot of. USA had the, it had one of the wrestling shows. I know it did. I don't remember which one, but I do remember it had a, a wrestling yeah, show so- of some kind. Um, looks like it was owned by Ted Turner at some point. So, okay, I think it had w- it one of the WWF uh, shows. It also had uh, La Femme Nikita, which I <laughs> I hated that show with a passion. I never understood that show. <laughs> oh boy! I just remember it coming on. It would come on, and I'd be flipping through the channels. And I'd try to get past USA really quickly because USA sucked. Uh, yeah. But I never well, failed. Yeah. I would get stuck on La Femme Nikita. And I would think for a second, I'm like, ooh, what is this? And then I'd realize it's La Femme Nikita. And I'm, well, crap. Well, here, you, you were correct about one thing. WWF Monday Night Raw started on the channel in January of 1993. Yep. All right. I knew it. They also had the game, the game show Caesar's Challenge. Do you remember Caesar's Challenge? I do not remember Caesar's Challenge. I actually Challenge. remember that being a pretty good, pretty good game show. It was about um, the. Uh, it was like a. It was like about Caesar's Palace, and a lot of the games on the game show were like based on like casino games. Hmm. It was pretty neat. But it, oh, here's why USA sucks. Uh, they ran Saved by the Bell, the new class, like Ooh. the worst show ever. Ooh. Isn't that like... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. <laughs> it kind of so, makes me sick. It's kind of making me sick to my stomach. <laughs> yeah. So oh, wait. Hold on. I got a little bit Enough of redemption set. for you. I got a little bit of redemption for you. They did also have Kevin Sorbo's Hercules. Ooh. That was a that was a USA Network show. We also had the Jeff Foxworthy, <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy show. There you go. Hey, Kevin Sorbo's uh, Hercules was also terrible, though, by the way. That was a joke. I I don't even remember it. Um, but yeah. All right. Okay, that's enough so of that USA, USA Network tangent. USA on the whole, not very good. USA does not feel good on the whole. That's no, right. sir. All right, That's let's right. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the game widget for the NES. 
and we're back. All right. So, and you know what? While we were on the break, I just thought of this. You know who actually hosted Caesar's Challenge? No. Ahmad Rashad. Who's that? You don't remember Ahmad Rashad? He like uh, was like an NBA guy back in the day. It sounds like an NBA also, name for sure. He was uh, he was just like an announcer. I think he like did. Uh, do you remember the show NBA Inside Stuff? It was like a Saturday morning show, and they showed like uh, it was like a kids show, but they showed NBA highlights. I'm not really an NBA guy, but maybe if I saw his, maybe if I saw his his picture, you'd know him if you saw him. You'd know him. If you saw I don't him. even think I know how to spell his name though. Uh, Ahmad Rashad. Yeah, A H M A D R A S H. AD. He okay. was also the husband of Felicia Rashad. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. Then that, I totally know who it is now. All you had to do is tell me about Felicia Rashad in the Cosby show. Yep. Uh, so, it says uh, he was a wide receiver. Go. I didn't think they had wide receivers on the NBA. Well, I guess that's what he was as an actual athlete, but he was an announcer. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what he did before he became like a... Uh, announcer okay broadcast whatever so okay all right felicia rashad's husband not felicia rashad's husband anymore apparently he's been married five times and divorced four oh so yeah um so felicia rashad no longer felicia rashad what is what is she now Actually, she kept her name, Felicia Rashad, as a professional one. Man, this is great pod. People are just <laughs> on the edge of their seats. <laughs> Learning about Rashad, Rashad with us. <laughs> this is a learning podcast, okay? We, we like to learn. Oh he's, been, oh, he's been divorced five times. Oh, no. <laughs> well, what, well, what about Felicia? Is her name still Felicia oh, Rashad? No, she, still, she still goes by Felicia Rashad, actually. This is the uh, this is worse than like People magazine or something. Or no, th- <laughs> yeah. This is like Star magazine version of yeah. of a podcast. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about widget. All right, uh, widget. All right. Okay. So, what did you? Uh, do, you don't have any memories from your childhood, obviously. Neither do I. No. Uh, but we do have a manual. Uh, you were sandbagging me there for a second. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I tried to trick you. I tried to trick you. Uh, the <laughs> if you look at the cover of the manual, uh, why is there? There's a ton of widgets on the cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some some large, some not so large. I don't understand this. He's somewhat this at all. flexing. Yeah, he's flexing his muscles. He's got quite the booty on him, though. <laughs> He's yeah. kind of he's sticking Look his booty his out. My favorite part is the tail that has the W in it. Oh, it is a W. Yeah, I was thinking it was like a lightning bolt, but no, you're right, it's a W. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So, uh, also looking at the box art, real quick. Does he have like a? He's got some kind of cool watch. It looks better than an Apple Watch. Is it that Mr. Brain? Yeah. He's coming out of his watch. So it's kind of like having Siri, but, but better. 
Yeah. Don't you wish Siri would do that? Just like a little head that popped out. Actually, no, please. <laughs> That'd be terrible. <laughs> she's already li- she's already like sending our recordings off to be listened to, as according to exactly. the latest news report. All I need is for it to also see everything I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Okay. So let me read the story to you. It's it's pretty short, pretty simple. Uh, on the purple planet, far from he and his mega brain unit, will Earth. What? Far from he and his mega brain unit, will Earth lives Widget. Uh, a little English, I guess. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. I'm a little bit confused on that one. Anyways, he is training. Wait. Oh, never mind. I read it wrong. Oh, I see there's what's a, going on. Yeah, there's Man, not this a, is confusing. Yeah, there's not... Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst story ever. I mean, they have plenty of room down here to put the rest of it. Instead, they put it over to the right and make me think I'm supposed to be reading it. What's going on here? <laughs> okay, oh, sorry. Man. For anybody who's not following along at home... Uh, oh, the, they, they've turned it off for a long time ago. Oh, that's true. Rashad <laughs> <Felicia laughs> got them. <laughs> we're just talking to ourselves now. All right, so we're just talking to... I just, yeah. Since I'm talking to you, I know you're following along. Let me start over. Right. On the purple planet, far from Earth, lives Widget. He is training to become a first-class world watcher. Yeah, this is, this is making a lot more sense now. The watchers are dedicated to protecting the safety and peace of all living creatures on Earth. One day, Widget accidentally launches himself in a ship headed for Earth. Once he lands... He and his mega brain unit will be fighting many nasty, dangerous enemies. So, mm-hmm. okay, let me get this story straight. And I'm assuming this is the same story as the TV show. So, Widget lives yeah. on the purple planet, which is far away <laughs> from Earth. And all that right. he wants to do is be a world watcher. And the world watchers watch mm-hmm. Earth. So there's a planet that's mm-hmm. really far away, and all they do is watch Earth to make sure it's okay. Infatuated with Earth. Yeah. It's a bit strange, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. So, and somehow he accidentally launches himself onto Earth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, didn't t- they didn't put a lot of thought into this, I don't think. I don't think so. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh, also, in the game, the this is not laid out in the manual story, but in the game, basically your, I guess your twin brother, what's his name? Is it Ratchet? I think is his name in the game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways, your twin yeah. brother is doing all kinds of bad things to the earth. I guess he's just like throwing out cigarette butts and putting and dropping gum on the sidewalk, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. Force setting force on fire. Set the story in the from what I so the story in the manual is a little different than the story in the game, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Um, because the story in the game, like the elders are sending him to Earth to like help, right? Right. But the 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 story in the manual is just like, oh no, he just accidentally flings himself over there. So. Yeah, the story in the see in the game, he doesn't seem as much like a bumbling idiot as he does in the manual. <laughs> like in the manual, he just seems like yeah. a doofus, accidentally <laughs> sending himself to Earth and whatnot. 
Yeah. And the game my favorite part didn't quite seem that way. Yeah, and in this, there's there's even a screenshot here, uh, where the elders are telling him this is part of the you know the the cutscene at the beginning of the game about you know needing to save Earth, which is my favorite part of the game when the elders call him by the wrong name, uh, and he corrects them. <laughs> this is kind of a funny little like I don't know if that's a homage to the show maybe that's something that happens a lot in the show maybe people call him by the wrong name i don't know but it was just kind of a strange little thing you know hey we need you to go save earth wimple um <laughs> and then he like has to tell them no my name's widget actually um I, I that was a little funny so yeah i think that's i agree it is kind of funny um you know what i forgot uh, I forgot what? to do this right here. Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. So we're just right, now digging into games. Game? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I, All am, right. I am a master podcaster. You know this. We're... We're uh, we're a little rusty tonight, or or whatever. Maybe we're not. We never had it. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, you know, we never had it. Yeah. So going into the manual, it tells you all the little like uh, characters you can be. The widget turns into because that's kind of the base of the game, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is after you beat each level, you now have a upgrade, quote unquote to a different kind of thing that you can morph into. Um, And there's different ones, the cannon widget, the mouse widget, the rock man widget. I don't know if you got Birdman widget and dolphin widget. I don't know if you got all of them, Uh, but only one of them really seems to be worth anything. Well, I, uh, this is a good part. This is a good part of the show to uh, kind of discuss what the game is. Mm -hmm. And, And then we can get into, I did actually get them all surprisingly enough this game was kind of difficult but i I did i did pretty well at it uh but the basically the game is set up a little bit like mega man in that Mm -hmm. you you get to pick well after the first level you can pick whatever level you want and then after you beat a level you get a power which is the ability to transform into uh, a different version of widget like widget like you were starting to discuss um but so mm-hmm. you earn those different things by beating the stages and then you can shapeshift and it, the shapeshifting costs uh, like magic points basically to do, which is not usually not a big deal. Uh, but this game really, really reminded me quite a bit. It's kind of um, Mega Man X in a way mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you can you get these transforming abilities, right? And then you can return to different levels and access parts of those levels that you couldn't access before um, with the new powers. So it's kind of mm-hmm. got a little bit of a Metroidvania element, but it's but not at all. It's not a Metroidvania at all, really. But it's got right. that it's got that element where you can use a power to access parts of the level that you couldn't access before. But you don't have to. You can. I think you can get by without. Mm, well, I'm trying to remember. I think you can get by without ever having to do that, but it's more like bonus stuff. And then the comparisons to Mega Man kind of stop there. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you also at least it might shoot be. A, you also have a little pea shooter. Uh, yeah, and that's your main weapon. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of stops somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I will say when I started playing this game. Uh, no, I'll save it for the end. I'll save it for the end. I'll I'll, I'll tease it. I, when I started playing this game, I had a lot of high hopes because it has a it has a lot of cool elements to it. Mm. Uh, and then I'm gonna put a little ellipsis dot dot dot, and we'll I'll finish that thought later after we discuss a little bit more about the game. All right. So what do you what do you think about the game play? Kind of getting into it. Uh, I thought it was slow. Very I slow. Was, I thought it was kind oh of frustrating. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's painful, uh, painfully slow. Uh, maybe I'm letting in the kind of what I think about the game too much a little bit, but I just uh, it's it's just slow and there's not a whole lot of action to it. I don't feel like I feel like well I guess maybe there's enough action for the speed of the game, but I felt like it's just yeah. I don't know. I, I it was slow. Let's just say yeah. That. Widget, he he moves slow. The controls are kind of stiff. They didn't, mm-hmm. f- for me, they did not feel super fluid. His pea shooter shoots at a pace that is not to my liking, we'll just say. Until you get mm-hmm. you right up on top of an enemy, then it kind of speeds up. Because I think, I don't know exactly, I, can, I didn't count it, but I think you have to wait until it hits something. You can only mm-hmm. shoot so many peas at a time. And so yeah. as you get closer to enemies... You can shoot more because you're they're going away faster, which is kind of something we we'll talk about when we talk about some of the bosses and stuff. But it kind of makes the bosses really easy, a few of them, because yeah. it, if you run up on the boss, you can shoot him a whole bunch of times, uh, and it really kind of makes it a little bit easy in the bosses. But the enemies in general, the enemies are just they're kind of frustrating. Like some of the patterns they move. Um, make them hard to shoot they've got the typical mm-hmm. Mega Man style enemy where he like goes in its shell and you can't hurt it until it comes mm-hmm. back out of its shell but the controls yeah. weren't good enough for me to be able to really <laughs> attack those enemies very well so that just like in Mega Man those enemies pop up and you can kind of time your jump and your shoot at, to where it works but in this but game this one had awkward timing yeah yeah, yeah exactly it wasn't fluid, you know, it was like, I don't know, it just, um, just like you said, you know, when they go in their shell and then, or they go in the ground, like in the case of like a worm or something like that, they, then you've got a time when they jump out with your shooter and your gun slow and then it's like, it's just, that's what makes the game hard, uh, but it's not hard, fun hard, I guess what i'm trying to say if that makes any sense yeah it does to if, me if widget if you played as let's just use Mega Man as an example if you played as Mega Man in this game it would be a lot more fun like if you you played around with the same mm-hmm. physics and control of of a Mega Man, if widget controlled like mm-hmm. that this game would actually be like quite a bit of fun i would think because it's got it's he got is more of the bumbling idiot in the game <laughs> yeah if this game's got a lot of good things going for it like i really like the the shape shifting mechanic. I like the fact that you can use those different shape shifting aspects to access different parts of the levels. I think that's really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Ultimately, yeah, no, it's got a lot. 
a lot of other games do the same thing better though you know what i mean right Mm -hmm. unfortunately but uh we didn't i don't think i let you talk about all the different you just you may have mentioned but all the different shape-shifting things you can do uh you've got the the cannon widget right Mm -hmm. yeah i'll let you do which doesn't really do much right so i mean you, you shoot a cannon but then you're like you can't really move. Yeah, I didn't find that one and, very useful at all. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of that's the first thing that you get, and then there's the mouse widget, which just kind of makes you smaller and able to like get into cr- nooks and crannies, like we like to call them. Mm-hmm. Um. I use that one a few times so, to get into some of the secret areas. Yeah. That's a decent one. You combine that uh, one. You can combine that one with the next one here uh, a few times. The Rockman. Yep. So what does Rockman actually do? I never got. I didn't get the Rockman. Rockman will break rocks. It's like you can punch the the blocks in the game. Mm-hmm. The ones that are obviously blocking certain pathways. He yeah. can he can break those. If you can break those as the rock man, and then so so the way they combine together sometimes is like you'll break a you'll break a rock that's in front of a pathway that you have to be small to get into. Mm-hmm. So you break a rock in front of a pathway that you then have to turn into the mouse to get into. So that's 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 yeah. the, that's kind of the thing I'm talking about. This game has really cool elements like that where you have to you have to earn two different powers to access a part of this one level you know what i mean so you have to beat right. two other levels to access one another part of this level over here and i mean that's 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 really cool game design and level design right but yeah anyways the execution is off it really makes me bit. sad if you can't tell i'm getting kind of sad yeah i can tell and then there's the, the birdman widget which actually looks like it's probably the most useful. You can just fly and shoot flames. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know. And then the dolphin widget. Uh, you can I don't swim. Know about that one. You can swim. They're all there you go. they're all varying amounts of useful, with the exception of cannon widget, which is pretty useless. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then there's Mega Brain, which you can always use to kind of give you some clues. Did you find Mega Brain very useful? Um, sort of, kind of, not really. I liked it. I used him for the map on occasion. Right. But then right. I, but then the map really wasn't that useful. Uh, his advice, you can ask him for advice. His advice is pretty useless. Yeah. <laughs> I found I found it to be pretty useless. Yeah. I feel like that way in most games. Like, most games like this, I'll say. Like, when you have to ask somebody for advice, it's just pretty much useless. Yeah. Like, I could probably figure this out myself. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, there, are other items, no there are other items you can pick up in the game. Um, you can pick up hearts, and that makes your health, keeps your health up. Duh. You can pick up little purple circle things which is your magic points which is what you use to transform uh you can pick up a little gun which will make your gun more powerful 
Um, you can pick up a little green star, which will make your gun shoot faster. There's lots of little things, you know. There's dollar signs that you can, I guess they're coins. You can mm -hmm. increase your score power, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. This yeah, game, I mean, you know, that's the thing. This game is designed really well, actually. I, I had to give it to them. The, the things that you could do are, are uh, uh, very, I mean, it's very neat. It's just, it didn't get me going, you know? Yeah, I didn't get the juices flowing. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got um, it's got a lot of secrets, a lot of hidden areas, and like I said, some things that you. Oh wait a minute, hold on, time out. I just got to like the fourth page from the bottom of the manual, uh, where it, where it's talking about continues and passwords. By the way, this game has a password <laughs> password system. Uh, and we have uh, everybody needs to go look up this manual if you're still listening after the whole Felicia Rashad fiasco uh, and see right. <laughs> the gangsta version of Widget and, and Mega Brain. It is, this is uh, an interesting take. I don't know what, what this is, but it's funny. <laughs> it's a sight to see. <laughs> I do I do wonder if uh, if that was in the cartoon show. It's so random. It's just like all of a sudden, uh, here he is uh, rapping. Yeah. And a gold <laughs> chain around uh, Mega Brain's no neck. <laughs> the gold chain around uh, a guy who has no neck. But, <laughs> right. but, but it's there. It's there. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. They're rapping about the continue. Yeah. There's something that's there's something I like about this game is they don't have very strenuous passwords. Just a few numbers. Yeah, no strenuous passwords. No, um, like, game over. You have to start all over again. You just continue from whatever. You, all the levels you beat are still beat. No, that kind. Of, it's it's to be a frustrating, a somewhat frustrating, somewhat difficult game. It's really, they kind of make it easy on you to continue if you want to. Mm, yeah. So I do like that. Okay. So, so that we're not just totally bashing this game the entire time, I would like to talk about the graphics and the music because I have good things to say about those. What did you think okay. about the graphics? I actually like the graphics a lot. I always like these games that are based on cartoons. Um, but, and in a way that's somewhat easy for the, the designers of the game because they could just, you know, it, it's a cartoon they can base it on and, and there's not a whole lot of imagination that goes into it. But there's a lot of different colors to the levels and uh, with the exception of like the first level. Um, and I, I thought that the graphics, the sprites were well done. Uh, uh, it was all, I, I really enjoyed the graphics. Yeah, I'm totally in agreement with you. I think uh, the game's super colorful, which I'll, you know, you know me. I love the colors. When NES can sport a bunch of colors. Uh, so I, I appreciate the fact that it's super colorful. I think the levels are varied enough to where, um, you know, there's a lot of variability in the levels. Uh, I think the, car the enemy designs are really cool. I think Widget looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the animations are pretty good I, I really don't have any complaints on the graphics I think I think they're great yeah what about yep me neither 
Me neither. I like that song. Um, other than that, what about the music and the sound? Uh, music is good. Uh, I didn't really like love the music, but I don't. There's nothing I really dislike about it. Um, uh, I think it fits well with the game and the theme of the game and kind of the cartooniness of it. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, not not some of my favorites. How about you? Uh, that's kind of how I feel. I, I I think it fits the game perfectly, and I think that's all I really need out, out of it. I, you know, it's not. I'm not going to be bumping down the street listening to this soundtrack or anything, but uh, I didn't turn it off. So that's kind of my three-point yeah. scale, right? Did I turn the music off and listen to something else? Did I listen to it mm-hmm. while I play the game, or did I do I listen to it outside of the game? You know, that's my three-tiered scale of how good is the music and this one lands right in the middle i i didn't turn it off but i didn't uh, overly enjoy it but it's good if it's if it's the action in the game everything seems to be on point there right all, well, right. all right i guess uh, we can move on to uh our next uh, little tidbit here nope not sorry not tidbits uh retrofitted trophies You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. Okay. All right. Hey, you got some? We got some uh, from the the bros on the BitBros site. Oh, good. Let's uh, pull up. Yeah, I'll pull them up. You go. You got any? You want to go ahead and lead us off, or? Uh, yeah, you want I got. Me to lead us off. I'll lead us off. I got one called uh, Cannon Fodder, and that is mm. uh, become the cannon or get the cannon power up. Oh, all right. My first one is talk about stank, and that is get past Mega Slank. <laughs> Putting the stank on Mega Slank. That's right. I like Stank. it. All right. So All right, we, got okay. a, we got one from the bros. I'm still scrolling. Okay. You can use but, the search. Uh, this is a good yeah. point uh, to teach everybody. You can use the search oh, function. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you uh, search in this group, you should be able to find it pretty easy. That's true. People, people need to know that you can do that if you don't already. Bros out there. Go in the go to the first of all, go to Facebook and join the Bit Brothers Retro Gaming Community, and then once you're in there, search within that group for Widget, and you'll see uh, you'll see retrofitted trophies and uh, also other feedback. All right, so the first one on the uh, Bit Bros is uh, from Jay Jorgensen, do Jay. And to the Republic for Widget Stands. Be a <laughs> nice. six-year-old me and grossly misinterpret the gr- the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, sounds All like right. a true story. Hey, before... I'm telling you, we are... Let me just tell you, we are way off our game tonight. Okay? I don't know if it's mm-hmm. me. I don't know if it's you. I don't know if it's a combination. I don't know if it's because we haven't recorded in a while. I don't know. But we forgot, is it worth it? We did. 
Let's come back to it after retrofitted troubles. Let's okay. just do it that way. That's that works. All right. You got another one? Um, you want another yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got pro. one. No, I got one. Uh, it's called uh, Echo. Do I hear an echo? And that is uh, get the dolphin upgrade. Ah. My I, my next one is summit the peak, and that is get past Doctor Dante, mm-hmm. as in Dante's peak. Ah, I like that. All right, how about another one from the Bros? We got Dan Biscaglia with good decision, and that is play this game instead of Thundercade. Um, we got uh, another one from Christopher Kellogg says this isn't Echo. Turn in the dolphin widget and learn all about Dr. John Lilly and his work involving drugs, dolphins, and an isolation chamber that eventually led to the Sega game Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think I want to go enough. down that rabbit hole one day. Maybe. Uh, that does sound interesting. I've got another one. Okay. Uh, this isn't the rock man I know. And that is get the rock man upgrade and realize that you're not turning into Mega Man. And get a little sad. Hmm. Okay. How about take that, you stinking gypsy, and that is get past Flim Flam. Okay. Is Flim Flam a gypsy? Flim Flam is a gypsy term. Yep. It's Uh, like their term for uh, uh, pulling over things on people. Anyway. Gotcha. Okay. Christopher Kellogg with another one. Check out the big brain on Brad. While playing the game, ask Megabrain for advice multiple times, then shoehorn quotes from Pulp Fiction into your conversations while playing the game. I like it. All right. How about Gabe Van Gilder says, to widget or not to widget, fidget around with the original NES cart, clean it, blow in the cart until you actually get it to work. Console only. To widget or not to widget, fidget. I like it. That's a lot of good alliteration you got going there, Gabe. Yeah, it did. And Aaron Hickman rounds us out with um, Widget Spinner. Try this one weird trick with your friends. Before putting the cart in your console, sit in a semicircle with them and spin the cartridge as fast as possible. Whoever the cartridge lands on will be forced to play the game first. Mm, Okay. Don't think he liked it. I guess not. I thought I was afraid he was going somewhere else with that. Yeah. All right. You, <laughs> you got any more? <laughs> no, I'm tapped. I'm, I'm cashed yeah, out. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. You want to do Is It Worth It Now? I do. I do. All right. So, this game, not a cheap one. Oh. On uh, PriceCharting.com, loose price is forty-four eighty-five. Yikes! Yeah. Okay. I guess it's a. The, I think the general consensus is if it's not very good, and but yet rare, then, then the price goes up because that means people didn't buy it when it came right. out. Right. That's what I'm thinking. It came out late in the NES cycle because the sequel to this game came out just for the SNES. So the SNES was already out. Um, this was, uh, I would have to say, a lesser known television show because I felt like I was pretty adept to, you know, cartoons back in the day and oh, I yeah. never even heard of it. Yeah, I watched all kinds. Um, I had not heard of this either. So, 
I don't, I can't imagine that it sold a lot of copies. I think there's probably, it's one of those that there's just not very many out there. So you're going to have to fork it out to, uh, to get this one. So I think I know your answer, but is this worth it to you? Nah, I, it's just not worth it. I mean, not $45 worth it. It's a decent game. It's fun. It's demoable. Um, it's certainly demoable. It's worth, right. ta- it's worth your time, I would say. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I can't, I could not um, put a, a recommendation to pay $45 for it. Could you put a price on it if it wasn't $45? I think it's a $10 game. You do? Yeah. I even struggle, honestly, I even struggle with 10 Yeah. I guess 10 would be top price. Yeah, you know? Tim would, Tim. Tim would be top price. Oh yeah, ten. Would ten. You pay Tim for it. <laughs> I'd pay Tim. I'd pay him ten dollars. I'd pay Tim ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All okay. right. All right. Well, then I guess what we need to do is rate this game. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. But before we write the game, no, let's go ahead and write it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Change so, our mind. Um, let's see. Uh, how are we going to write this game? How, how about, about something that's purple? You know, you read my mind. That's exactly what I was about to say. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, I got mine. All right. Um... A grape. Okay. All right, because All right. a grape, it, if somebody's got a grape, like got a bunch of grapes out, like I'll pop a few in my mouth, but it's not <laughs> something that I would go to the store and say, I need to get some grapes. Like my, my wife and kids, they love grapes. Me, I would never buy grapes if it wasn't for them. What does your dog think but, about grapes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, my dog did eat raisins one time, which is even worse for them than uh grapes and she like got really sick uh, she didn't yeah. die yeah they'll uh, get sick but yeah so I'm, I'm calling it a grape okay all right i'm gonna go with the uh, i'm gonna go with the lucifer honeybird uh hummingbird <laughs> <laughs> never did you just pull that off of, where did you pull that off <laughs> Uh, well, I'm looking at pictures on allaboutbirds.com. Or no, I'm sorry, .org. I wouldn't, how dare I try to do, besmirch the good name of allaboutbirds.org with a .com <laughs> on the end of it. How dare I put a .com on that? Yeah, it's it's not a com. It's, it's an organization. Yeah, I mean, th- we're talking about the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways... It, they, uh, they teach you how to. Ide- a little school called Cornell. Ever heard of it? <laughs> Studied all about them birds. Did right. you know to identify a Lucifer hummingbird? Uh, you just look at its neck. It's purple. It's got a purple neck. They're really pretty, actually. They are. They're beautiful. Which is kind of like this game. It's a beautiful game, um, but much like the Lucifer Lucifer hummingbird, I'd never heard of it. Uh, you know, and it's rare. I think they're in Mexico or something. Hmm. 
Ever ever told you my hummingbird story where I actually got to hold one in my hand one time? No, I need to hear this. Hold on. So tangent alert. Oh yeah. So uh, a few years ago, we were living at, when we were living in Tazewell. One got stuck like in our garage, and it couldn't get out. And it was just like flying around, flying around. We like couldn't like really shoo it out, and then it just got like exhausted. Mm-hmm. It just fell and just collapsed basically into the on the ground. And I just walked over and I picked it up, and it just let me pick it up. And I carried it outside, and it, once I got it outside, it flew off. Wow. It was just like, I need some help. And I looked it up, and apparently hummingbirds, because their metabolism is so high, they have to eat, like, all the time. Yeah. Like, they, they have to eat, like, every 15 minutes, or they, like, get weak because their heart rate is so high. And, I mean, obviously, they expend a lot of energy flying because they flap constantly. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so apparently – and I, I'm – I'm assuming he just tired out. Like he just tired out really and hit the ground. And that's why he just let me pick him up. It was the craziest thing to fill a hummingbird in your hand. It's basically like holding nothing. Yeah, I'm but, sure. They're like one of the yeah. lightest things, the lightest animals on the planet, aren't they? Yeah, it was crazy. And I just picked him up and he just let me pick him up. And I walked outside with him. And as soon as I got him outside, he flew off. Do you say thank you or anything? He did. Okay, good. That was the second bird that I that I saved um, living in Tazewell. So the other bird that I saved, uh, you know the shepherd's hooks that hold like bird feeders? Oh, yeah, people yeah. Put in there? Mm-hmm. We had one that was two-sided, so there was two hooks at the top, right? Well, that somehow this bird had got its legs stuck in between them, and it was stuck. <laughs> and it was like, you know, flapping, going crazy. And uh, I walked over and I grabbed it and got it out, got its little legs out of the uh, um, little shepherd hook and then killed it and ate it. <laughs> no, I let it go. <laughs> uh, uh, that's good. That's, uh, you know, I love hummingbirds and I would love to get a hummingbird feeder. I got to get rid of this hawk first. I've got a hawk that is, oh, do you? yeah, it it's, hangs around my house. It's kind of mm-hmm. it kind of roams our neighborhood. I think it eats like the rabbits around because <laughs> we get we get a lot of rabbits, and it'll just be sitting on my roof, just kind of hanging out. <laughs> and I'm thinking, my, uh, yeah, I'm thinking you're cool, Mister Hawk, and everything, but uh, I think you're scaring off all the nice birds. You better watch out for Teeter. My uh, mother-in-law had a hawk try to get her dog one time. It was a small dog. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think. That is kind of scary. Teeter, Teeter's about, she's, she's not super small and we're always yeah. with her. I can't imagine a hawk attacking Teeter while we're walking <laughs> right beside her. Birds are vicious, man. I was actually having this conversation the other day about birds. The only bird that's not mean, now maybe hummingbirds now that we, I think about it, but the only bird that I know that's like just docile and won't, it's not mean is a duck. <laughs> But like is a duck just, really a bird? Well, yeah. It's kind of more really, like I a guess. fish. <laughs> like a penguin. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like a, a goose, very mean. Oh, uh, yeah. Emu, ostrich, they, you know those things are mean. Yeah, they'll, they'll take you uh, out. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've got a, uh, I've got a, a nest 
in one of my dogwoods in the front yard. Mm-hmm. And every morning, well, assuming the hawk hasn't already nabbed the eggs, the, <laughs> every morning the like the mama and daddy bird will get on each like perch on each eve of my house, like on either side, like triangulating my position when I'm taking mm-hmm. teeter out in the morning. And they're obviously they're like, and they'll start squeaking and whatever no, noise birds make. <laughs> Tweeting, I guess. Tweeting. Tweet, tweeping, tweeping. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, and they'll just be like making a bunch of noise, and I look up and I'm, I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm not gonna get your, I'm not gonna get your babies. We're just, I'm trying to take Teeter out to pee, but they're, they're mm-hmm. on us, you know, they're watching. Thinking, yeah, think we're gonna get those Darn eggs. <laughs> on us like Wait, stank might, on Teeter's poo. As much as I know you love eggs and I love eggs too, maybe they wouldn't be that bad. They're just small. <laughs> I'd be willing to try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. All right. So, what, what about the um, little bit of feedback? Oh, it's time yeah. for D Patter feedback because when you're a D Patter, you're a D Patter for life. All right, so on the Facebook Bit Brothers Retro Gaming Community, we got Jesse Clevavidel, who starts us off with, I thought widgets on IMAX. Jay Jorgensen said, the show was amazing, and I think I rented it once. Was I disappointed? Shrugged shoulders. Aaron Hickman says, Atlas's finest game since Friday the 13th. Wink. Hey, you know, and time, Timmy Mac. time out before we get to Timmy. Um, I think, I feel like Jay kind of sums up my thoughts on the game too. He says he thinks he rented it once. Was I disappointed? Question mark. Shrug, right? I feel like mm-hmm. a, two or three years from now, unless I listen back to this podcast, if somebody asked me, what'd you think about Widget for the NES? I'll just kind of be like, I don't know. I don't really remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it's just, it's, it's a little bit forgettable. I feel really yeah, bad too because true. Daniel Newton had requested this for Patreon and I'm sure it's a game that he remembers from his childhood and I'm sure it was great. Now, if I was a kid, I probably would have loved it. But looking back mm-hmm. on it, it's just not... Uh, yeah. sorry. sorry, Daniel. But you want us to be honest, yeah. right? That's right. We gotta be... We can't love every game. Um, so anyway, Timmy Mac says, loved the cartoon growing up, and even the sequel, Super Widget, on SNES. Only tried this via demo mode. I recall the game being broken. Not being able to play it, make simple jumps, and poor enemy placement. Maybe I'm wrong? No, uh, you're not really all that wrong. Timmy may be in our camp. Um, and Mike Hall says, what is this new devilry? I don't know. All right. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Okay, well, we do have uh, a couple voicemails. All right. Might as well listen to those. And uh, at your request, by the way, because you love it so much for some reason, I did not screen these. Great. I'm so looking forward to this. I hope there's a car <laughs> warranty call and a health insurance call and a couple hangups. Okay, well, we're going to find out. 
what is up? It is Jay-Z NES back again. You guys are talking about Widget this time. Uh, it's an Atlas game. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Widget, I don't know. Like, I played it a little bit. It's all right. Uh, I, I think it was one of these games where I was more interested in the game looking at it like, like I saw it in the NES collection. You know, I was collecting all the NES games or whatever, and I'm like, Okay, so there's like this platformer made by Atlas. It's going to be awesome, right? And then it was kind of just, eh, it's just all right, you know, uh, from what I played. I only played a little bit of it, but it was just all right. But, you know, I mean, Atlas, it, it makes a pretty great game, you know. That's, that's the real needed thing. So I thought, hey, it's an Atlas game. They're going to make a great game, but it was just all right. You know, this was their early days when they were making stuff like uh, Friday the 13th, which is, you know, pretty controversial game. Everyone seems to hate it. I think it's all right. You know, for the like the first survival horror game sort of thing, not bad. You know, kind of thing. But um, I know you guys were like more negative on that one. And then like games like Rock and Cat, which is pretty good actually, and that's a probably a better platformer by Atlas on the NES there. But um, yeah, you know, I love Atlas. You know, they make games like. Persona 4, which is like one of my favorite games of all time. I uh, just, you know, this one not 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 as great, um, but it's something I would I would uh, look look and diving into again just to see if there's anything more there. So I'm interested to hear your guys' opinions, see if you got any farther than I did. So, but anyway, yeah, it's been JZ NES saying uh, keep it classic, and I'll see you guys in the next one. JZ uh, out. Thanks, Jay-Z. It's a real Jay-Z call. Jay-Z always with the epic calls. All right, we got one more voicemail. Sures at prices you and your family can afford. <laughs> Our nationwide PPO plans are currently accepting I love it. For a hassle-free quote, press 8 to speak to a licensed insurance agent. Hurry, someone press 8. press 4 if you're not interested. Oh. Okay. Who gave our number out to an insurance company? I want to know. Which one of you dudes did it? That's okay. It's slapper bags. It probably was slapper bags. It's always slapper bags. Uh, okay. So if you want to also give us a voicemail, just like uh, the insurance company did or like Jay-Z, that number is 775-7-RETRO-1. Or 775-773-8761. There you go. All right. Now, I did, you know, I did promise a tangent about health and stuff, but we pretty much went our full hour-plus-ish episode, unless mm-hmm. you still want to talk about it. I'll, I want to talk about my gut for a second, because I may forget, because it may not be. Yeah, I, like I may it. not. I may I not have, it. my gut may not be in the same shape next time we pod. Um, so, uh, if anybody's done, we're done. There's no more widget talk. If you don't want to hear about this, feel free to tune out, but Justin and I are going to talk for a few more minutes. Uh, so, okay. I, I, my suspicion is this has something to do with the fact that I've been on antibiotics, but I was on antibiotics mm, since about April for a while, you know, trying to get rid of this folliculitis in my head. Mm -hmm. It, It worked. Um, but now I have like this intense craving 
for like fermented foods, like mm. pick, pickles and um, sauerkraut and like <laughs> <laughs> it's we it's weird kimchi. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I don't even know what kimchi is. Uh, but I've been drinking kombucha. Yeah. Like I've been drinking kombucha. And of course I've always done the apple cider vinegar thing, but like, I just, I want it. Like I even took today, tonight, I was, um, I had some like, uh, pickled jalapenos in the fridge and we, we finished off the pickled jalapeno part and I just opened the jar and just started drinking the juice. It's, I don't know if it's Love like, it. it's weird though, because I've never, I mean, I've always liked pickled things. I'm not a big fan mm-hmm. of pickles themselves, or at least I didn't used to be. But now all of a sudden, it's like I can't get enough of like fermented foods. And I feel like it has something to do with the fact that I was on those antibiotics for so long. I feel like maybe my body's trying to tell me we got to get this gut back in shape. Yeah, man. It's actually interesting. So the, there's been studies that have estimated that it takes about six months to restore your gut bacteria after a standard course of antibiotics. So this is why we don't use antibiotics previously, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, it, you're always, you can, so people that have, there's likely consequences to antibiotics that we don't take into account um, because of you're killing all of your, your friendly bacteria, your friends. They're supposed to help you. I want to kill my these friends. Ba- these bacteria are not just uh, responsible for battling the bad bacteria and keeping the bad bacteria at bay, but they help produce vitamins like vitamin K, specifically mostly produced by uh, bacteria in their guts um, and all kinds of things. So, and our digestion relies on these. We're really, what's interesting is how humans, or not just humans, but any animal in the animal kingdom, this this kind of like biome of its own like ecosystem, you know? Yeah, it is kind of freaky. Like uh, we think that we're, we always like to think that we're, you know, one body, one soul, whatever, but we're really mm-hmm. a whole lot of little things <laughs> that are controlling yeah. that are controlling us, like millions of little that, things that controlling have a huge, us. Yeah, that have a huge, huge impact on huge uh the the way our (laughs) life is so yeah it's pretty fascinating um so i'm uh i'm a big believer in like probiotics and stuff like that i think that that's you know especially for taking antibiotics yeah i took probiotics Uh, with the antibiotics uh they told me they told me to do that so i don't i mean like my gut never was screwed up like i didn't have any stomach problems or any problems Mm -hmm. pulling carls or anything but you know it's just it's it's just weird that i stopped the antibiotics about mm, about a month ago maybe and Mm -hmm. now i'm all of a sudden craving all this fermented food maybe uh the bacteria are looking for it could be telling you they're in control they're like we're back baby and we need that fermentation that's right <laughs> that's right maybe okay well anyways that was my gut story that didn't last as long as i thought it would how's, i like it though uh, how's the world uh, how's your world with health you healthy you feeling good <laughs> so far right now yeah I, my uh exercise regimen has really taken a hit this past couple months 
been on a busy schedule for June and July. So um, I just, you know, just, it's just frustrating because then you're like, I try to get up at, you know, 30 minutes earlier to work out and then I don't. And then I'm frustrated with myself. And then it's just a self perpetuating cycle of, you know, I feel bad because I didn't work out and I feel worse because I didn't force myself to work out. So it's just a psychological. Yeah. Uh, I totally understand. You get in these swings, right? And it's always easier when you're in the swing. Um, it's like you feel better when you work out and then when you don't work Mm -hmm. out, you kind of feel like crap. And then the next day you don't really want to work out. It's kind of weird the way that works. It's another one of those weird body things. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like as I'm getting older, I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm, I don't know if I can feel it more or like I'm more in tune to what my body's doing. But like, even if I sleep like one less hour than I normally do or something the next day, I can tell a difference. Mm-hmm. Or like if I eat, oh, yeah. like if I splurge a little bit on Sunday, I can feel it on Monday. Whereas five, 10 years ago, I didn't, it usually didn't bother me to do that, things like that. No, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Very much so. But uh, you know what they say? As much working out as you want to do, you can't outrun your fork. So. You... <laughs> Is that the new character in the Toy Story movie? Yeah, you can't outrun Forky. Okay. That's right. All right. Okay, well, let's close this out. All right. So you can find us on the Bit Brothers Retro Gaming Community on Facebook, uh, Bit Brothers on Twitter, and of course, you can still find us on our our website at two dudes in a nest dot com, dudes dot com, and nesdudes.com. And you can always call us and leave us a voicemail, real voicemail, at 775-7-RETRO-1, 775-773-8761. All right. Until next time. Uh, Also, shout out Fox Dude. Shout out We Dude. Yep. We Guy on YouTubes. Bit Bros. Bit Bros other words yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right all right good night everybody bye
This podcast has been a Bit Brothers production, and this episode has been brought to you by our lovely Patreon donors. The following people have donated at the 32-bit tier or higher. Daniel Newton and Jared Adams. Thank you to both you bros. We really appreciate your support.